Yeah, g'day, mate. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. You're listening to R1 News. Cycling is an increasingly popular, accessible and environmentally friendly way to get from A to B, and cyclists are road users like any automobile. However, their rights as road users are increasingly downplayed by media outlets when they report on vehicles impacting cyclists. Headlines often read as cyclists being hit by cars rather than by drivers, downplaying the role of human error in these roading accidents. Here with us now is Kitty cresswell Riol from Spokes Dunedin, a local cycling advocacy group. Kia ora, Kitty. Kia ora. Um, cycling is more popular than ever for recreation and commuting, but at the same time, driver's aggression towards cyclists has only gotten worse. The Ministry of Transport reported 11 cyclists were killed in vehicle collisions last year. Do you think this cycling boom has changed atti- attitudes towards and about cyclists on the road? Wait, say that again? Do you think that the cycling boom has changed attitudes towards and about cyclists on the road? The oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the more cyclists there are on the road, the more safe it's going to be for everybody. And I think, is that what you mean? Like, definitely the, mm. the attitudes will change. Um, it's kind of a catch-22 um, in regard to when there's less cyclists on the road, then it's more unsafe for other, for other cyclists. But we need a kind of a safe environment in order for more cyclists to get onto the roads at the same time. So where have you seen kind of negative attitudes towards cyclists come from? Where, where do they stem from? Um, it's definitely, as you're saying, in the media, there's a lot of victim-blaming language that is used in reporting, and also a lack of positive cycling stories. Um, and that kind of perpetuates kind of the myths around cycling, which um, leads to a lot of antagonism, like that cyclists aren't legitimate road users, for instance, or that the roads belong to drivers because they pay um, road tax, which doesn't actually, which isn't actually a thing in itself. Um, and also the lack of political will in creating a, a cycling culture and promoting cycling as a legitimate form of transport also um, promotes that as well. So, in, in your view, this is related to why um, these cycling incidents are being portrayed as accidents as a, um, caused by cars, as opposed to being caused by, you know, drivers and, and people. Yeah, I mean, that's just something that, yeah, very... That's just something that, con- yeah, continues in the media. I mean, it's not... There's so much, so much research out there saying, as you were saying before, that it, it's kind of... Like, for example, the incident rather than accident, which fails to convey that someone was in fault, someone is at fault, avoids the fact that there was any responsibility. And the same idea with the idea of the same car or truck instead of driver is very passive and it fails to address who actually caused the incident. And that's just to do with the fact that we live in a very autocentric society. Because at the same time, while the driver is exonerated, the victim is blamed. So a lot of focus is placed on. What was the cyclist wearing? Were they wearing high vids? Were they wearing a helmet? Were they wearing earbuds? Um, earbuds? And then it fails to look at the wider structural issues that are at play. Because, I mean, cyclists and pedestrian deaths as well are not isolated incidents. They're due to wider systemic issues, which are supported by this toxic victim-blaming culture, which is perpetuated in, in the media. So what kind of changes do you think we need to see to the system in order to actually um, improve the outcomes for, for cyclists? Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to this idea that cycling is seen as unsafe when actually cycling is really safe. It's the environment that's unsafe. And by the environment, that includes 
obviously the physical infrastructure, but also driver behavior and also legislation. So in order to create a cycling environment, we'd have to look at creating a cycling network, at, um, like protected cycleways, um, doing things like enforcing 30k speed limits in the city centres, as they've done in Auckland, actually, and also establishing laws that uh, presume liability for motorists, which is something they've done in Holland, and um, getting rid of things like compulsory helmet law, which again puts onus on the cyclist. So we are seeing a lot of these new cycleways kind of popping up all over the country. Um, and obviously that comes with a kind of a lot of backlash from, from car users. Do you think these attitudes are getting in the way of government groups um, funding further and safer cycle in- infrastructure? I think in a way it might be the other way around, that unless we kind of change this kind of autocentric funding that we have, um, that needs to go first, I would argue. We need that political will to kind of then push people to, to put things in place to make this like, safer environment and get people to see that it does make sense. Cool. Thanks very much for speaking with us, Kitty. That yeah, was you're Kitty. welcome. Thank you. That was Kitty Cresswell Riol of Spokes Dunedin speaking to the issues about the portrayal of cycling injuries in media. Yeah, now seems that was a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.